Hello and welcome to the Pixel Podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Ethan. Hey, hey, hey. And Ricardo. Hey, hey, hey. Ooh, that's a much different hey, hey than uh, me. So sassy. Yeah. Who outsassed who? Uh, that's what, that's you the, vote, the judge. Please vote, please vote on your phones now. Hashtag Team Reek. Hashtag, hashtag wow. Hashtag yeah, Team that, that, Yeah. Team Reek. Why is he called Reek? Because I, it's not, it's I can't speak Thrones. proper English. That's what why. is this? What, what's going on here? Suddenly yeah. I'm Theon Greyjoy. Theon Greyjoy. Theon Greyjoy. Theon Greyjoy. Um, listen, guys, it's late. Not all due to multiple technical issues that have plagued us <laughs> throughout. Yeah, maybe. Throughout this, starting this recording, so let's go ahead and just jump right in, how shall we, and get to those video games Sure, wants to hear about, and our hot opinions on all the games. The hottest. The takes, the hottest ones, the, the opinions. The hottest pockets. I only like the hottest takes, guys. Well, you're in luck, because that's the only kind of take that we allow around here. Get those ones? lukewarm takes out of here. here. We oh also our takes are always made fresh and never put under a heat lamp, never frozen. Exactly. Yeah. We don't make we, the take until you, you ask order us it. for it. <laughs> Only the freshest takes here. Also, cheese does cost extra. As the yeah the queso, it's extra. I did not know that. Have you guys ever had the queso at Chipotle? I've heard that's, universal bad things about that's it. That's what I just was... Oh, really? Yeah. That's what I, I was just referencing. I I decided to get it the other day because I hadn't had Chipotle in forever and uh-huh. this kind of coaxed me back and I was like, you know what? I'll, I will. I'll get a burrito and I'll have queso on it. I did not know that it was going to be extra. I mean, it, it, was says a, it, it does say that on it the It says song. it on the thing, but I mean, going into the going into the restaurant when they were advertising it, it's like, we have queso. I'm like, that's great. And then it's like, also, here it is right next to the sign that says guac is extra. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, I'll have some of that on there, please. And then it's just like, you just can't even taste it in there, man. It's just... I... Did you have like chips or anything like that? Because I had queso and chips. No, and I had it just on my burrito. There. I just had it on my burrito. Um... I yeah I didn't really get the backlash like it's fine I don't know what it, the what 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 specifically is supposed to be so awful about it is there something to I don't say necessarily know bad? it's awful it's just that it's like yeah in the burrito I'm not good it's in the burrito I didn't notice it that much it's extra and it doesn't it doesn't add anything really unless yeah. you're gonna get it with chips but like. Yeah, queso guac, and chips tasted like, fine. Guac in your burrito makes a significant impact. Getting this queso on here, which, by the way, I feel like they were skimping on the queso a little bit. Like, if I want it in there, I want it in there. You don't give just, me that queso. Don't just give me a line and be like, I'm done. Give me multiple lines. Line them up. <laughs> uh, wait. Uh, that means something else. Give me those fat lines. Um. Oh, you mean like in a like in a skit or play? You want multiple lines. You don't want to be a background character. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yep. Um, yeah, I I had it and it was it was I thought it was pretty good, but I didn't I didn't like I wasn't like whoa this is amazing, but I you know I had it with chips and I was like yeah this this tastes like cheese. Cheese is good. I like cheese. 
I don't really get. Yeah, I didn't really get the backlash other than I guess it cost extra. I'm not the way in. Yeah, I have to try it. Go try it yourself. I just think it's just so in uh, like insignificant that how much because it's like a dollar something extra. It's not even like just a dollar. It's like a dollar something extra to get it on your burrito. Was it that much? Wow, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, I don't and remember it being. Like, I don't remember the cost of it specifically. Just, I guess. So. Just, just do jack. Don't do jack shit. Just get regular cheese. That's free on there. It's true. Regular cheese. You know what? Pretty good. Doesn't need to be molten or fake or whatever. Nope. Hey, if nope. it if it your burrito's hot ever, enough, they, it, it gets it gets a little a little gooey in there. Yeah, it gets melty, just yeah. just gooey enough. But what if you want more? Because I mean, you what just if say you, what more if you want, cheese. What if you want your burrito to be wrapped in, like, say, a quesadilla? Man, did you have to pay extra put, for that when you did that? And then put in two taquitos. Te- yeah, you did back in the day. But and then put in two taquitos inside of it. Ah. Uh, oh. The taquitos are too much. Anyway, we're like we're getting right in the video. We're gonna right to the point. We fooled you. Well, this is all food related stuff, which no, exactly. It relates relates very strictly to what we're talking about today because I played cook. Serve Delicious 2. The and sequel to? Cook Serve Delicious 1. Yeah. And guys, if this game, like, if you like queso, this game has a lot of queso in it. Like, and I'm not joking. Like, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of recipes that have queso. Well, yeah. Because oh, yeah? guess what? News alert. Cheese is really good. Cheese is really good. Okay. Here's, here's a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you guys: Would right, you ever have? It. Would you ever have queso? And I don't mean just—I don't mean cheese. I mean queso, like the Specific, sauce. The, yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, the, like the kind of Mexican-style sauce mm-hmm. on a pizza. Yes. Yes. In replace, in replace of like the normal sauce on a pizza. Yeah. I feel like that used to be. That sounds on... insane. Well, you know what? I, I, no, it happened in the um. Uh, what do you call it? The Little Caesars. They had like this the little pretzel the pizza. pretzel pizza. Had well, it was it had like a a beer cheese sauce as like the sauce, and then yeah. it had cheese over the sauce over that cheese sauce, and then the whole crust was that pretzel crust, and that was delicious. It was so good, and they took it away. Well, I mean, it's gone. It was temporary. They I think. took it Maybe away because it was killing too many people. Probably. Probably. It was so good though. <laughs> We've diagnosed many heart attacks related to this. This pizza, yeah, it's good though. But it was very um, good. I found, but but I found that I could only eat like a couple pieces of that of that pizza before I felt like I was going to die, as opposed to like their normal little Caesar pizza, which took a whole entire pizza before I felt like I was going to die. Nah. It was a faster, it was a faster death. <laughs> That's death probably ratio. good though, because I mean the other pizza is probably just as bad for you. It's just you eat it and you just don't realize it's food, you know. Sometimes you got to. Now, know I, just, now I just want pizza. I had dinner tonight too, but now I just want on pizza. Anyway, guys, the Cook Serve Delicious Two can let you lets you put queso on pizza at one point, and I was nice. like, "This is insane!" As like a standard ingredient, not like as a oh, I'm gonna have my fancy weird pizza. It's like no, this is what you put on it. I'm like, what is cool? I've never seen this before. It's crazy to me. It sounds good. So, um, how is this game different than the first one? Uh, it, in many ways. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start from the beginning a little bit here. The first game is really great and amazing and everyone should play it. The second game is like, what if there was like more of everything in it? Um, and first things first, this game is Cooks for Delicious 2 is really good. I recommend people buy it, especially if you like the first game, but also even if you didn't, it's a lot of fun. You are managing a restaurant and then you are also then cooking all the stuff and then it comes up and really fast orders and you have to like hit keys on the on the on the on the keyboard or if you have um um if you have a controller you have to hit a combination of keys to like 
put down like someone orders a burger and it's like yeah, put the burger on the grill. Okay, then like somebody else is ordering stuff, and then you're doing something. The burger's done, and you gotta put bun, burger, cheese, lettuce, tomato, patty in that order. <laughs> um, and depending on what their order is, because sometimes people order specific things, and they don't want cheese, they want double burger, and they want bacon, and then and then like while that's going on, like five other people are ordering, and then like then the trash is full, and you gotta take the trash out, and then you gotta like, and it's all timed, and everything is like really fast and. Um, the first game, with already had all that stuff. The second game, what it adds is you now have a bunch of restaurants to choose from with, like, preset menus on them. Before, you were, like, building your own restaurant and, like, setting the menu yourself, and, like, a bunch of the items on the menu would have different bonuses or detractions on it that would, like, make your restaurant more popular or less popular or whatever, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in this game, it's, like, here's all these, like, pre-made restaurants, and there's just tons of them. And there's just tons of food. Like before, in the last game, you had something like maybe like 20 different combinations of food. Uh-huh. And maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit more than that at most, 30 possibly. This is like got to have like hundreds. Like it's got so many things in it. Um, so you've got like, you got like a hot dog, like cheap ass, like fast food restaurant. You start yeah. out with like you can choose. You've got like a Chinese restaurant. You can uh, there's like a breakfast place. There's uh, like an ice cream dessert place. There's a so this is um, all the same. You're all doing different place. ones this time. It's not like the first one where it's like one restaurant. You kind of so you have you, you have your cook serve delicious restaurant, which is yours, and you can set the menu on it. And there's actually like you can preset a bunch of like preset menus for it, and like just slide in and out of them, which is really nice. But it takes away something that I really miss that is the progression aspect of the last game where it was like... Oh, really? You're, you're every day of the week, you're like upgrading your restaurant, upgrading your equipment, you're upgrading your food so that your food has more options on it. In this game, though, it doesn't have any of that. So um, what's the point? Like, I mean, that was the thing that drove so me. So like complete, complete all the levels and you get medals for completing levels and you get uh, money and you can buy... You can still buy new food, but it's just like new food. It's not like upgraded food. So it's not like... It's kind of switched more to like overcooked style, where it's like you're trying to beat the level with a high score. Yeah, and then sort of thing. Um, yeah, you get you get medaled on the level uh, based on how well you, well you did, and then you get the money that, you keep the money that you make, and then you can use that to pour into your own restaurant. You can you level up as a chef, and when you level up, you get new um, equipment for your restaurant. But it's not oh. like it's it's not equipment like stuff that you uh, I shouldn't say equipment I should say decorations. You get more decorations for your restaurant, so you can mm. like change the tables, change the chairs, you can change the background and the paintings you have on the wall you can like gust it up like a tgi fridays and put like every single item you get on the wall if you wanted to just do do it gross like that yeah um you get like i said tons of different food options to choose and i agree with you that i like the progression aspect of the first game and i think this game is missing that quite a lot that this that is a big criticism the game already has and the developer has already said he's putting that back in Ah, he's in the the works of he's in the works of creating and developing that part maybe i'll wait to play it until then because like honestly if i started playing it now i might get burned out on like the mission part but like that honestly was the thing that made me really enjoy the first cook serve delicious because it's like okay i'm learning this stuff but there's going to be at some point it's going to get easier at some point i'm going to get better at this and at some point you know i'm going to get more efficient can put more things out and da 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 but like so yeah and oh yeah yeah sorry go ahead i was gonna say but like now they took that away and it kind of makes you feel like you're just kind of doing the same thing and trying to get better, which kind of makes it in the same field as Overcooked, like I said earlier, which, I don't know, kind of... I feel like Overcooked does that really well, and I don't know if I really want that from this, although this is better single-player, I assume. Yeah, so here's the thing I'll say, too, speaking of, like, getting better and all that kind of stuff, is that this game is freaking hard. 
this game starts off way harder than the last game did. Mm. And the last game got tough. Um, but in the last game, you start up with four cooking stations where you can receive orders. You start up with some really basic food items. The game gives you a little tutorial, a really, a really brief mini tutorial about how to, how to play. And the foods you get are pretty basic. And then as you upgrade the foods in that game, you like upgrade your burgers. And then your burgers now have more options than they did before. And you upgrade you know, the, the salad. And they have more salad options than before. In this game, it's not like that at all. It's like everything has every option to begin with. There's no unlocking Damn. the foods. And, and that means that there's like the combinations oh of how many goodness. different kinds of things can be ordered are immediately way more mm. intense. Ah, see, They're, I don't like that. I don't so, like that. So like before there was, before there was like, um, you know, like a, it would show a list of keyboard shortcuts on the left and right side. And now there's like pages of those. Like you have to hit the space bar to page through the different like mm. things. Um, the game gives you a helpful handy tip on the bottom, a like, color coded to tell you which page it's on. Um, but it's just way harder to just jump right in and be like, oh, I'm going to jump in. You start out in this game with six stations by default and the biggest restaurants have nine like including that's all the buttons on the Dang. keyboard basically um so yes i feel like that's that... how many orders you can take simultaneously and also here's the kick the the a big thing this game adds which is a good thing it's a very good thing i like i like this part of this game is it adds pre-prep stations to the game um so in addition to the four to the six through nine that you could have normally you have anywhere from four to seven pre-prep stations Okay. And these stations, um, different food does different things here. There are certain foods that require pre-prep. Like, for instance, um, pie. Pie requires you to make the pie first, and you put it in the oven ahead of time before people order it. Oh, my and goodness. And then, so then you make it, so the nice thing is that you make it without any rush. You make it without any, you, if you're ahead of things, you make it without anybody needing to order it. And then as soon as somebody comes in with that order, you hit the button for them, and it just, Gives it to them. They're just gone. They immediately have their order already because you've already made the food. I That's see. Nice. There's some, like burgers, for instance, where, or like a corn dog, where you, um, so there's like, there's three kinds. There's ones that you need to pre-make it. There's ones that you like optionally can pre-make it. And there's side dishes. And the ones that are like optional, like burgers are optional. You can make those to order or you can, at the very beginning, put down just eight burgers straight off the, like, like just immediately start cooking eight burger patties. And then, the, so that way, again, when somebody has a burger order that comes in, you don't have to wait for them to cook and you don't have to worry about them burning because once they're done in the prep station, they go onto like a heat lamp automatically. They don't, they like, it, just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it will never burn. Oh, so does area. it penalize you for doing that at all? Like, because like, oh, I'm in. No. Heat lamp. Okay. It won't penalize you for doing yeah, that. Yeah, because it's um, like because the game's hard make, enough already. You didn't make this burger to order. It doesn't. It's not the same quality. The, this game is all about speed. It's less about like I'm just trying to actually survive a restaurant. Yeah, I think it's more about being like, hmm. the, the the cook. Do you have so, to make the risotto? So the the burgers, like burgers and things like that, you'll like. There's some of them where you'll like you will pre-make them still, but then you have to like when they order it, you still have to like assemble it, right? Like a burger, obviously, it's not like pre-made to their specifications it's just it's just like you have to like put the burger together still got it and then there's side dishes which side dishes so the last game ethan if you remember right like when someone made an order you had maybe four to six seconds before they started to like tick away right yeah this game changes that and that's the part that really threw me off at the very beginning because you have so many more orders going at once you start with like a default of about like 12 or 15 or so seconds and it gives you that oh. number on the game and every side dish you have increases 
the amount of time you have to wait. Um, and also charges the customer money, so you get money off of them too. And so side dishes are the third kind of pre-prep thing that you make, and they take up a slot in your pre-prep station as well. Um, and they, they will increase the amount of time, and each, side, each extra side dish stacks. And basically what that means in terms of the gameplay is that, yeah, you can get up to like 60 seconds over a minute before people will start to get impatient. See, that seems like a really neat mechanic, honestly. That, that part yeah. seems really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And it, and you have to balance it too, right? Cuz you can like put a bunch of side dishes in your stations up there and then they'll be everyone will be willing to wait a really long time, but you're sacrificing stations that you could be pre-making things. So then you have to make more things to order because you filled up your stations with side dishes. That's good. That's a good challenge. So yeah. it's kind of a it's kind of a balanced. So you have side dishes like salads or um baked potatoes or french fries or whatever and then um the all of these things that are in the pre-prep station they don't stay there forever they all have different timers for di- just depending on what food it is they'll all wear out eventually or go bad or whatever you, however you want to determine it and you have to throw it away and then remake it again if you want to be able to or if it gets all eaten because there's only a certain number of them so if you make french fries there's 10 french fries sitting and waiting f- to go but if 10 people come in and order those french fries and you're gonna have to make new ones again. yeah so anyway, the point is I definitely recommend the game and it is way better in co-op than it is in single player. In single player, I was so stressed out playing this game. It was very, very intense because of just how many things is going on, how many different combinations of orders there are, pages of things you have to add to each item and it's it's very complicated and does now, not ramp you up at all. Since there is no progression um, upgrade system and all that stuff, does it still feel the same way? Like in the first one, it was cool as it felt like you were constantly trying to improve your actual cafe slash restaurant. And like constantly yes. like a, a way of like, it felt like your own place. You know, you had, you're going like, oh, it's on the menu tonight, blah, blah, blah. Does that still have that same feeling? Because that's the one thing I'm worried about missing from the second sequel. Yeah, so it's not as, it's not like the progression would be better if it had more of that stuff from the first game, but it's still there because each of the restaurants unlocks slowly. You don't have them all available to you at once. And each restaurant unlocks new food. Like some some of them unlock food that you might not have the chance to buy yet because you can't buy all the food at the beginning of the game. Some of it's locked. So then when you unlock restaurants, you get the chance to try foods that you haven't been able to use yet. And then each restaurant has like 10 levels in that restaurant. So, with, with, again, with preset menus for each level in that restaurant. So, you go to Chinese food level one, and it's like, you know, these three sets of, of Chinese food options. But then you go to level two, and it's different Chinese food. And even though it's still a Chinese restaurant, it's still different combinations of food mm-hmm. for those preset menus. So, you're progressing through those individual restaurants, and then your own restaurant, you are, like I said, like redecorating it, and um, you can set your own menus. So, like, Amber and I have been playing together a lot, and we have, like, a lunch menu, a breakfast menu, and a dinner menu, and then we have a sushi menu. Like, it's just kind of fun to, like, kind of, like, there's so many options now for food and side dishes, and drinks are separate, too, now as well, um, that you can, like, make this cool, like, customized menu up to your own personal standards. But it's definitely not as much of a, like, oh, you're, you are leveling up your restaurant in terms of you get one star, two star, three star like you did before, but that's based on your chef's performance. So as you, like, no matter huh. what level you're playing in the game, your chef will level up, and then you unlock new foods to buy and things like that. Okay. So you do get progress still. It's just not like you're building the restaurant. You're not, like, buying the equipment for the restaurant like you were in the first game. Um, and you're not, like, buying upgrades the same way. You're just, like, upgrading the decorations, and then you're customizing the menu. Yeah. 
right. And well, then all the new places kind of fill in. Yeah, it's it's definitely very good. And like I said, it's really fun co-op because like when there's like nine stations to go through, it's like I was getting really stressed out playing with one player. But when there's two people doing it, because in this game, unlike the last game, both people are fully involved. In the last game, it was like one person can select the items and the other person builds them. And it's like, that's not really very fun. But in this game, it's just like, there's just two chefs, basically, which is cool. Yeah, that seems pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it's... I almost feel like it It feels like a... Uh, like a... Uh, like a lateral move from the first yeah. game in, in certain ways than than an actual, like, full-on built-out sequel, you know? I feel like I'm not, like, describing it well enough then, because I wouldn't say that. I would just say it's very... It's just... It's going for a different thing. Gotcha. It's going for less of a story focus, I guess. But it's, like, bigger and more in every other regard. Other than that one aspect of building your own personal restaurant and, like, leveling up the restaurant itself, everything else is, like, more food, more, like, activities to do, like, more cleaning. Like, all the chores you do are different. Like, they're, they're all, like, similarly related of, like, clean dishes, take out the trash. Um, but they're not, like, you don't do them the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things like you, in the last game you could get robbed, and like the the, the little mini game for that was like, oh, draw a picture of what the guy looked like uh-huh. for the police. In this game, you full on just like beat him up in the store, <laughs> and it's like low kick, high kick, but like like the button, the combination of the, where the ingredients would normally go That's of like funny. burger patty. It's like the, the the buttons are like high kick, low kick, <laughs> like yep. and you just like hit those in a certain order to like knock him out. Um, this game is still very, very good. It's just, it, it is different. It, it is a lot harder, um, uh, but it is way more fun multiplayer, and um, it doesn't have that same sense of progression in the same way. It is still, I still think it has a progression to it, and I think it's worth playing. So, that's just me. And it's got tons more. There's so much more in this game. It's really hard. I went back and looked at Cursor Delicious 1 and how many items it has on the menu, and it's, like, really not that many items. And this game, you just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. And so many foods, like random foods you never heard of, like, or just very, like, very regional foods, like okonomiyaki from Japan. It's like a Japanese, like, oh wow, weird pancake dish. And um, uh, what's another, like, like stuff from, like, Greece and, like, uh, Spain that, like, just not, like, non-standard foods. A lot of, like, British pub food. It just, like, there's, like, all over the world kind of stuff. That's like, cool. Tons of different kinds of like pizza and pasta and like Italian foods and um, Chinese food, Japanese food, sushi. I want diversity in my games. Yeah, diversity in my food games. That's cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's worth checking out. Like I said, it's it is fun to play multiplayer. The downside to multiplayer right now is that one person has to use a controller, which is a little unwieldy. Unwieldy, but um, I think Amber's gotten really used to using the controller, and it's once you get in that. Rhythm of it, I think it it seems to work well. You just kind of like again, the game doesn't teach you very well, so you got to mm-hmm. kind of learn it. Interesting. That's Cook Serve Delicious too. That's cool. That's I was super interested in this game because for some reason I thought it was coming to PS4, and then I saw it wasn't, and then I was like, oh well, yeah, maybe I mean, not. This game, I I still like said I I highly recommend it so. Yeah, I it looks think really it's good. good. And and, it, it, and when they're adding the um stuff that he said he's going to add, that's going to really It looks really great. Like all the food in it looks actually like really really good. 
But like as good as Final Fantasy fifteen good? Mm, maybe not that good, but mm. still pretty good. Pretty good. You're pretty good. Alrighty then. Um, should we talk about something else that's maybe not as good? Not as good? Yeah. Oh, Destiny 2. I didn't know you were going to no, talk about Destiny 2 straight away. <laughs> Destiny 2. What do you have to say about Destiny 2 real oh, quick, okay. Ethan? Because yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, mean, I, like, I, I, I played it, play it, but... put it on there. I played it, but I just, I just don't really have I started on there because I, ha- I didn't have a whole lot else to talk about this week. But, That's um, okay. We got we, we can have a short podcast since we since no I, way gotta got hit the hour and a half at least. Um, uh, yeah, so I played it. I got it. I finally am way past the level four of uh, doing the raid. I'm like level two seventy five something like that. So pretty high up there. Um, I'm really liking just throwing up some podcasts, playing Crucible. I don't know why because that game it doesn't the Crucible is just so silly and there's the fact that you just constantly slowly earn stuff. And I'm actually pretty good at it, which is weird. That's crazy. Um, that's Ethan, good at a video game? I know, right? I don't believe it. Um, so that's super fun. I guess the other thing I wanted to say is that, like, Guided Games, man, they came out the other day, and, like, they just are not... I cannot They're find anyone for working Nightfall. for you, huh? Yeah, I just cannot find anyone. I guess, I guess the thing about Nightfall is it's really easy to get three people in a game. When you find two, it's not that hard to find, like, one extra person. Uh-huh. Really. So I feel like not many people are doing that or else, you know, that sort of thing. So I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of bummed out by that aspect. Maybe like a raid will be a little bit more productive. Who knows though? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've gotten to the point where it's like, I, I want to see the raid, but until there's like something like the thing is, is like, it, it's not to say that destiny two hasn't done a good job with like the weekly loop. In fact, this week is the whole, uh, banner rush thing going on right now. Which seems interesting and like something I would want to check out, but like just the last couple of times I played it, it's just felt a little like like you you, you kind of seen it all at this point, you know. It's there's not mm. there's not much else to to strive for, and that's just a little discouraging. But I mean, yeah, it's took a lot of people because kind of like. I, yep, I, I'm done. I'll play this later. Yeah, like, I really want to play the... everything. Gotten everything that's gotten. Yeah, to, I really want to wanna play the raid. But like, even like the weekly nightfall resets. Like this last week, the nightfall was really uh, shitty. Uh, the the nightfall this week supposedly is a lot better and a lot more fun. But it's just like, if if that's the weekly reset, it's like, oh, the nightfall's just shitty and it's not really that fun, and we're getting frustrated playing it. Like. What else is there to do? All right, I guess the weekly crucible stuff. All right, this is cool, but now I've done the milestone, so now what? Like, what do yeah, I get from playing I, it? I think the one thing I do like though is that, like, since it is a weekly reset, and I don't have to like rush to play the game to get the most out of it. Totally, like, it kind of gates it so that I can become a kind of casual Destiny player and just like, oh, just pop oh, in. you are, oh, you filthy casual. Just, I know, do some stuff as opposed to before where it was like, oh my god, I have to keep playing, to get all loot. To run strikes over and over and over and over and over and over and over again to maybe yeah, do the one thing. You're not wrong in that capacity, and I think like Jeff Gersman mentioned something about like, like it, it kind of it diminishes that feeling of the of the end game of like oh like you're hunting down like this really crazy loot and this really crazy gear, but like the trade off is that you're getting more stuff that's like 
good, like at a similar good level, and like you yeah. can experiment a lot more and try your character. But at the same time, it's like I don't know. I've just reached the point where it's like until there's a another. I want to play the raid, and, and then until there's like another big update, which I think isn't happening until like December. I just don't know how much more I'm gonna play of Destiny because like I'm pretty high up too, like I'm two eighty three or something like that. So can you always get higher, bro. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I I've heard, I've been oh. hearing it. I've been hearing it. It does cap out. Caps at like three something, but I'm not sure. Like three yeah. ten, I think is a like hard, hard, hard cap. But like there's definitely like three hundred is one of the max ones. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I still want to do Nightfall because I haven't actually been able to do one. Um, and I do enjoy the strikes and stuff, so I'm gonna keep playing it. But I do like, I do like that. I can just pop in and be like, "Hey, do these things," and I'm done with the game. I can go play something else. I don't have to like to keep up with the game. I don't have to feel like I'm playing catch up. I just feel like I can just pop in whenever I want. Like if I skip a weekly reset, it's like whatever. Who cares? Totally. You know? But if, if but if friends are on or whatever, want to play, I'll be like, "Cool, jump in there." Mm-hmm. Friends being one person, because I only have one friend on here. Oh, not so saying, sad. Not saying who. Hey. Not saying who. Speaking of playing games with friends, um, we got uh, we yeah, Ethan, Ethan, and I played some great games together. We played uh this, this uh Fortnite Battle Royale, which is uh-huh. since the last time we talked, I don't think this was actually like it was announced, but it wasn't. Yeah, yes. So, so this is the great thing about us recording on Thursday night. I'm like, oh, okay, recording on Thursday, that's pretty good. Not, not much happens on Fridays usually too, so we'll be able to just like you know record on Thursday, put it out Friday night. We record on Thursday night last week. And then freaking Friday morning, everything blows up in regard. To, we don't even have this on the news. It's how long ago it happened. You guys forgot. Oh, no, we figured the, we'd just talk about it now. Yeah, me and Ethan. The, yeah, okay, okay. Right the freaking player unknowns battlegrounds laying down the 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 law on Epic Games Fortnite battle royale mode. Yep. And throwing down, saying, and then it's like, hey. except for saying, it's like, for say, like throwing down. We are exploring our options, and then like probably some lawyer was like, we don't. There's no options that we have, and then they're like, oh, there's none options. We don't have. We or maybe there is. We're not gonna. We don't know yet. I, I do get. I do get why they're pissed off about this though, because it's not like it's some random side company coming in and being like, oh hey, what's up? We're making a battle royale game. Everyone likes that. It's like no, this is the company that helped make. Like they consulted and used their engine. And they kind of helped make it, and this is epic. Epic, by the epic way. Yeah. helped. Epic modified the engine, helped them modify the engine to like work to for... handle this sort of thing. So what they do, they but go that means back. That epic also. That means epic also did work on it. That means too. This though. is true. This is true. To so I mean, it doesn't give them any legal thing, mm-hmm. but it does give them a, uh, I don't know, bad relationship kind of vibe going on for it. Yeah, where it's like, it to- oh, like totally. And like I, 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 I've, I've seen, I've like. Come more around to that side of the argument, that feeling. Like, yes, me too. The, uh, my original, me and Ricardo's original stance, I think, was both like, "Dude, f off!" Like, what are you like? What are you? Yeah. You just sound like an idiot right now. But um, and this is not. By the way, we should say this is not player unknown himself saying these no, things. This, this is, is like a statement issued by like the like CEO vice president or something like that, or CEO or I can't remember who. But basically, like, I mean, at this point, everybody's heard, but the statement was basically along the lines of, like, we are concerned that this is using several of our uh, mechanics and also references us in the press release for their game. Mm -hmm. We are looking into further options. And then, like, everyone's like, Epic, what do you you have to say about this? And Epic's like, no comment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the... 
battle royale mode in Fortnite. <laughs> that is epic like, is then, like, hey, we have squads now. You can play squads. Yeah, well, I mean, response. like, yeah, and then like squad. Me, me, and Ricardo were both like, dude. Every game is gonna copy this. Mm-hmm. Get ready totally. for it. Also, you you weren't even the first ones to make this game, so yeah. I mean, what it, are you saying? The fact like, that they you, threatened like legal action is kind of silly. I think they could just said yeah. like, we don't really like this. Like this was lame. We wish Epic yeah. didn't do this, but whatever, you know. But yeah, making weird threats like that that seem kind of empty. But I don't know. Like, well, what are they gonna do? and again, and and part of my argument was also just like I, I think uh, uh, Fob washed on 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 Twitter did it best, where it's like they the, the the battlegrounds people are threatening to like you know stop like the like to take legal action against Epic because of the you know the potential that they copied something, and then by the way, also here's our DLC. That is just a ripoff of all the battle roy like battle the real, royale, the actual battle royale movie, movie yeah. that we have not licensed and that we have not yeah. like are any relationship, which with. actually is copyrightable in some ways, but you know whatever. Yeah, more possibly. so than more so than gameplay. Yeah, yeah, it's but it's the, a sticky situation. It, the fact that they, I think they're also probably mad because maybe they beat them to console first. I mean, this is the only battle royale game that's going to be available on PS4 for oh the considerable future at least. Yeah, being. exactly. For the for 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 the foreseeable, Until foreseeable we get Skyrim Battle Royale. Sure, I'm mean, foreboding, that foreshadowing already. to a later news story that we're going to talk about. Um, but yeah, so this game is now free to play, and PlayStation Four me. Well, so the Fortnite the the Battle Royale mode is free to play. Yes. The rest of the game still costs money, although it will be free to play eventually when it actually comes out of early access, quote unquote. So this is very much, don't get me wrong here, I'm not defending Epics per se, this is like the most opportunistic oh, totally. of, of greedy moves ever of like, uh, let's just like, I mean, it's totally, like who knows how, the, how this mode got made, maybe it was just like some devs that were internally like, hey, I like, I like, battle, I like PUBG a lot, let's just see if we can throw something together, and they, maybe they did that, and it was like, oh, and then the manager was like, great, that, sounds, that actually works pretty well, let's do it, who yeah, knows. Maybe but that was it, it and... Even then, like it worked, you know. I, the news yeah. came out that it hit a hundred, one million players. It was one million I mean, players. That's yeah. across like three different platforms, of course, which you know is more than yeah, PUBG, yeah. But, like, but still, still, impressive. it's definitely very much a like. Here's a game that is definitely not this kind of game at all. Also, we're gonna release it free to play. Also, we're gonna make it a battle royale game now because that's super hot. Also, it, it it's on console, and the other one isn't. Yeah. It's like, man, that's, yeah, like, I mean, it's not illegal, but it's definitely just like, and okay, it hit that's up, very opportunistic it, of all. It hit up totally. on the, the Twitch charts, too. I looked at Twitch a couple of days ago, and it was just yeah. like, that was number two game. It was Fortnite, not anything else. I mean, that's that's great to get the name out. I'm glad, because that game's been in development forever, but, like, this is kind of a weird Yeah, and, and the Fortnite itself, like, the main game of Fortnite is actually not that bad. No, it's not. It's pretty cool. I, I actually think it's pretty good. I'm excited to play that, when it actually was free-to-play, but that being said... But that goes into, yes, what we played, because we haven't played the normal Fortnite game. We played the Battle Royale mode. Okay. And the Battle Royale mode is surprising how much it takes from PUBG. Like, to it takes the, quite a lot. Like, a lot, a it's lot. Definitely... Like, the beginning, you start off in an area where you practice your guns, you shoot stuff, whatever, and then you go into this battle bus that flies over, and you choose when to land. And, use different and the island looks shaped 
similarly quite si- like not one to one but compass at the top like, looks the is, same the, i mean that's from arma it's but, true it's from arma but uh yeah it's got a compass at the top with the numbers calling out the directions yeah it's got it, like, it, you jump out you jump out of the plane you know what i think is cool when you jump out of the plane you can it's not a parachute it's a glider that's true get your glider oh, out man and then you can, but, wait, but wait listen to this you can put your glider away again and go back to diving and pull it out again. Legend of Zelda. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But it's that's cooler than I, that's better than PUBG in my opinion. I, I, I think part, it's that part. Whatever. Um, that's minor to me. But I think <laughs> no, it's better. It's a better. It's a better game now. It's a better game uh, just because of that. I would never trifle with such frivolities like being <laughs> able to dive and then <laughs> reopen your parachute. That is silly business. And silly games boring. for silly people. What I would so... rather do is smash down a house and build a wall out of it. Okay. Yes. So that's what you could do in this game, which is different from PUBG, is you could build things, which is just like in the normal version of uh, Fortnite. But here is where the fun ends. <laughs> oh, no. Because this that game, quickly, Ethan, Ethan really did not like this I game. I had none fun. There was none, none fun, fun in this game. None here's, the thing fun. About, here's the thing about this game. It, Ethan was more grumpy than me playing this video game. Yeah, Ricardo, that says something. How much fun did Ethan have playing this game? And the answer is none. None, none, none fun. Well, none fun. None you fun. You get nothing. Good day, sir. So here's my problems with the game. Okay, hey, Ethan, let's hear them. Wait, Ethan, you want, did you have fun with Fortnite? Never. 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 Had never. Fun. So here's my problem. Maybe? No, never. <laughs> my problems are that... The game takes a long time to load in. Like, that's fine. PUBG takes a while. Like, it's instant. I'm spoiled by that. That's fine. There is, like, 60 seconds since the game loads in to everyone to get into the game. There's one minute and 30 seconds from the last one. So there's a little bit more of a punishment if you die. Here's the thing about this game is when you, as soon as you start landing, uh, there's there's less of a, this is going to sound really kind of, like, weirdly elitist, but there's no, like, tactical, there's barely any tactics to this game. Like, if you run into someone, it turns into who sees who first. Because once you start shooting, it's very easy to just keep hitting that's someone a lot with of, that gun. Uh, that's a lot of what PUBG now, is. Now, here's the thing fair. about... There's, yeah, that's true in some ways the PUBG. But the PUBG thing is sometimes you'll, hear, you'll see someone far away. You'll be like, ah, shoot, I'm going to take a shot from them. You take a shot, and it's like, oh, shoot, I missed. And now they turn around, and they can be a better shot. They can know a little bit more about that area and take you out because you screwed up with shots. Because shooting that game is not the easiest. It's a little bit of a skill that takes time to learn this on the other hand you kind of just it reminds me of like crackdown where you click you hold down the button and just shoot the person and they take a lot of hits and they eventually fall over and then you can leap really jankily to the top of a building yeah and then basically s- and get those get the orb and then evolve that orb yeah um so that this game this game definitely again is not built for pvp like what Ethan's saying about the feedback like you shoot somebody and there's like no indication you're hitting them. There's no they don't bleed or flinch yeah, or, or anything. Anything really noticeable. You just see their health you don't even see their health go down, they just drop after a while and it's like, oh Um okay. I think there's health bars over people. Is there health bars? I can't but, remember. You, but you have to be hitting them, I think. I think you have to mm. actually be like um Yeah. Like it's like anything that you're currently damaging you'll see the health bar for, but you have to but it goes away if you're not like hitting it. So yeah, and you I, miss. I think it's just we're the, missing a lot. I think like the, the cool like the fact that PUBG is kind of mixed with Arma, where it's got that tactical layer to it, where it's like, oh man, you can go pro and you can hide, you can hide in these bushes, you can wait them out. In this game, I felt like you can't do that because there's also there's no prone. You're just kind of all walking around, going towards the center. 
and it just it just feels soft. But, it feels soft. It, yeah, it, it no no no. I I get what you're saying. That that sounds weird, but it, it feels squishy. Everything feels like like your movement, Limp. the aiming, like it just feels like it, it's weird because it's some in some ways it runs better. Yeah, it, it, well, it's a way better running game. Yeah, in terms of just yeah, the performance, the wise, frame rate. Yeah. But like, it doesn't feel as good. Like the feel is just mm. off. It doesn't make you feel like, no, like I, when I see that. when I when see you're aiming and shooting, it doesn't feel good. The, also, the sounds just not as interesting because like yeah, in, there's no directional sound. Yeah, in PUBG, like one of the cool things you hear, bang, like oh shoot, you look, oh, it's people coming from that direction. So you start looking and peeking and. There's this whole mystery or, game or, like, or, or, you, or you just or you just don't tell your friend where they're shooting from and you just kind of like yell about how oh, fine no. it is. Yeah, I don't know who would do that. It's anyway, fine. so, but then this game, it's just like, oh, people just pop on you and just start shooting you and you're dead. It's it. Then yeah, there's you no, know there's no were. footprints. There's no nothing. There's no like battling with sound and like using that to your advantage is a whole nother ball game. That's like a whole nother layer in PUBG that this game just doesn't have. And the building stuff. It, the it, building stuff. I, so it, I've seen some clips of that used in really cool ways. Yeah. But me and Ethan didn't have any time to do that yeah, because by the time we were like, say, "Oh, like, let's try building build... a thing," and then we just like got killed before we could finish uh, building a I thing. We didn't say, know there's does, a guy there. How does that change the gameplay? But it seems like you guys didn't really get a chance to because I've heard that this has no real tutorial on how any of that stuff nope, works. Nope. Not at all. So here's my Nothing. other here's my that's one problem I have with the game. The other problem is is in squad mode, we were only playing a game of two, but it would squad us up against people who were like groups of four and things like that. Yeah. Which hmm. was super... there's no duo mode. Like in PUBG has singles, duos and squads. That's yeah, four. Which is up to four. It's just, just single and squad. Yeah, cuz it's like it's okay if it's like oh man, this is three people whatever. We could have to be fair to the game, it does opt give you the option to auto match you and make you a, That's make you a full true. squad. Yeah. We just opted out of that. Yeah, we could have we shouldn't have done that. You don't want to talk to no you yeah. so I, mean, I couldn't I couldn't no I couldn't scrubs. fully blame the game on that one. I would try this game again if they either A put a duo mode in or B we had more friends to play the game with. Uh, Maybe, I yeah. Mean, I mean, it's free to play, so play, Ricardo so. can play it. Yeah, I could try it out with you guys. I'd be, I'd be willing to give it one more shot. Yeah, I, me too. I, 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 I do I, not I, like my first impressions of that game, but yeah, I, I would try one more time. If more, I mean, the thing about it is, it's more the, those type of games are just more fun when you're playing with more people, unless you're playing. Yeah. Like, so I, I, I think like just to like cap off what you said, Ethan. I think I summarize. I agree most of what you said with what you said. I, I didn't come off as harsh on it but i definitely felt like i have no idea what i'm doing and i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing and like i guess maybe i was like that with PUBG to begin with too but like it felt everything felt so squishy it was hard to get an idea of what i think that's the thing is what 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 was the what was the strategy like what was what was the thing i was supposed to be doing there PUBG felt a lot different like you don't see like we never played a game like that before while this it's like Oh, we kind of know what's going on, but we're just bad at it because. We, uh-huh. But we know, like the the idea is like, okay, get in the circle, you know, you yeah, need to gather is... as much stuff as you can, and also we're just like, I don't understand what the point of this gun is. Like, you're not looting yeah, that like, much. You're just like, oh, yeah, the, okay. there's like barely any guns in the map. It's like this gun I, is this a good gun? I don't know. I, is there other this is guns? Like a purple gun. Like, like this is neat. That's the thing. Is, like, where do I get? There's no scopes mm-hmm. in this game. This is like, I think they ju- they might have just added. I heard they just added a gun that has a scope in it, but that game like doesn't have like many scoped weapons or, or there's no attachments you're not upgrading your guns mm-hmm. so, so i was just very much like okay so what's what's like what should i have like what things do i need i don't know oh there's a guy over there oh we're dead we got killed yeah 
Yeah. And because the characters move a lot faster in a more cartoony way, which works perfectly fine for a, a PvE multiplayer yeah, cooperative horde, game. Horde mode style. Yeah, but, yeah. like, when people are, like, running around you and jumping on top of your head, like, kind of thing, it's, like, it uh, like Battlegrounds is pretty realistic physics in terms of running and jumping. This is, like, everyone's moving around and I can't see who I'm shooting at. Or... Yeah. Yeah. That uh, sounds kind of like a bummer. But, you know, yeah. maybe there's some other... Maybe there's some other fun to be had with it if you maybe I, don't I really want to see what you, Yeah, I want to see what you think of it, because you've never yeah. played PUBG. Like, and and I, totally. You know what it is, but, like, I'm curious. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it played, like, and I've seen it played decently. And I and I kind of feel, too, that, like, I'm not sure... Like, Ethan really didn't... Li- you didn't really didn't like it, but I feel... I, I felt most of the time we were playing it of, like, I don't know what I'm doing. So like I and don't that's know. Frustrating, I'm sure. It is frustrating, but I also wasn't like I was also like I don't know if I would like this game more once I get it, quote unquote. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't like maybe 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 like I was like when when we quit, I was like, you want to do like a couple more? And Ethan was like, no. And I'm like, I feel like maybe I'll play it and it'll just click, or maybe mm-hmm. I'll learn something about like a strategy I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, because because I I if I don't if I don't in the next few games, then I'm kind of right where Ethan's at. If mm-hmm. if if there's like oh, here's what we're doing wrong. We gotta do this, and it's like oh, there we go. Like I just but, I think my thing is I just really hate spongy shooting. Anything that has like a bun- any PvP that has like takes a ton of hits, it's, it just turns me off immediately. Like even Destiny doesn't have this many hits hits in Crucible. That it takes to take down someone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it just it, the feedback Plus, also. I mean, way Des- better. I was yeah, gonna say yeah. Destiny also has a really nice feedback. Even when you're shooting a guy that's taking eating a lot of bullets, when you finally get that last tick and he fucking goes down, that's yeah. like. A but really that's also good... PVE, so I mean, maybe I like this game more yeah. PVE. We'll see. Um, yeah, I played. I've played Fortnite PVE, and it's it's fun. No, and I can totally understand too. Just the idea of because I've had this kind of feeling in fighting games too, where it's like. You get really good or at least very familiar with a fighting game and then another one comes out and you're like, oh, it's it's another one of these. I'm sure it has different mechanics, but like I should be able to jump back into it to into a comparable level that I played at. And then, you know, if you're struggling with mechanics early on and certain things aren't you're not you know playing as well as you feel like you should be playing right away, there's a tendency to get frustrated. I could I I. I could see that happening. Yeah, here, yeah, especially, especially with little feedback. That's the key thing I think, and that's the, that's the thing I get so mad about mobas mm-hmm. about is that like no feedback. There is no the game did not like the game does not do a doesn't good job of explaining itself and doesn't really explain what you did wrong in situations. Yeah. And you could it relies s- on this like lo- this giant like wiki pages and yeah, I was gonna say, hours of YouTube and videos and I, all that. Kind of I stuff guess that's the difference between you and me is I I enjoy that sort of thing, but I don't feel like there's any way to. I just feel like. Also, just Fortnite just feels so. There's nothing to this. I feel like it's just cobbled together, rushed together, and just like it's got some of the stuff of PUBG in it, but doesn't feel as good. Uh, yeah, we didn't you can't even create your own character. Like your character is just yeah, it's randomly it's generated. Randomly decided. It, I think that if you had the base game of of it, you would be able to like choose your character. Probably, like but even then, it's like. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I would play PUBG over this every every time mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I mean, and once I get my once I get my desktop computer set back up again, I definitely will. <laughs> I mean, I want to play that again when I get my when we get and I get to my new apartment, Ethan. Okay, I'm down. All right, Ricardo. Yo, Tooth and Tail with I soundtrack by Austin Wintery, did. which is very good. Indeed. And 
and I want to hear about the Red Wall Russian Revolution. Okay, so yeah, so Tooth and Tail is a sort of. Um, I like, want to hear about American Tail, the not kitty version. I was gonna say it's very like Animal Farm esque, uh, but also has that sort of Don Bluthish like art style as well with the illustrations and stuff. Although in game, all the all the stuff is like pixels, which is kind of like. I was thinking about this, and not to get too far off topic, but I was thinking about this, and I'm like, I'm not sure if I if I like that kind of style, like contrast of styles, or if I wish they would stick with like a consistent look. When games are like, oh, the in-game art is like all really you know pixelated and and you know looks like an older game, but like with modern made with modern technology, but then it has like these very high res, very slick looking you know, character portraits and stuff. Like, I'm not sure if I like that or I don't. I don't know. It's just the thing I've been thinking about. But, um, Tooth and Tail is a, I don't know exactly what the phrase they use is. It's an RTS, like, streamlined for consoles. Uh, and it takes place in this sort of, uh, rodent Russian revolution, uh, in which uh, essentially all the the animals in order to be like a civilized animal so to speak to live in this society you know it, it runs on meat and like all the animals eat it like all meat. the uh, and the meat is made up of other animals yes, isn't exactly. it it's like it's that's like thing, li- so, other live sentient animals yeah so that's the thing that's the thing that I think most surprised me about this game is that like I expected it to be kind of like dark and like sort of like a parody on on a lot of you know the you know the animal farm style kind of russian communist like uh um soviet sort of ideals and stuff but it's mm-hmm. it, it feels a lot almost like no pun intended a lot more biting than that in a lot of ways because your main character uh in which you start the game with he's not necessarily the main character but he's the character you start the game with and you play the first chapter with and kind of now that I'm in the second chapter continues to be like a kind of a a driving force of the story he isn't like some idealistic revolutionary he's a he's a mouse that only decides to spark a revolution when his son is the one that's taken away and sacrificed to make more. And he's like a meat. decently well-off guy. Yes, isn't he exactly. Too? He's like, he's kind of like a rich mm, middle class kind of guy. So like, so there's a lot of weird commentary going on. Almost like, I feel like there's part, it's partially a critique on like, on like the, the meat industry and cruelty against animals and stuff like that. And looking at other life forms as being less than yourself, uh, but it's okay. also like a weird commentary on how politics and revolution don't necessarily have have to be tied to good ideals or like even like even like passionate ideals about how things should be run and are more tied into just personal feelings of anger and fury and like. And, uh, although you and, could and you could argue that maybe vendetta and stuff like that. Yeah, although you, you could argue theoretically that maybe like he's angry about the way things are run in that his that people are being selected to. I mean, get eaten. He he isn't though. Is the thing is like 
They, oh, so what's yeah? What's the details of the story? So then, the details then? essentially is it seems like the the society is sort of run by this. Uh, they they're almost like a church like uh, organization called the Civilized, and they're the ones that kind of decide what like uh, you know who goes to the kitchens and like a sacrifice for the harvests and stuff like that. Mm. And then there's the KSR, which is their sort of secret police, but they kind of have their own agenda as well. Um, and then there's uh, the Longcoats, which is led by this main character. I can't really pronounce his name. It's it looks like it's spell. It looks like it's Bellified or Bellafide, something like that. And he essentially just starts this revolution because it was his son that was taken. Whereas then there's also a group of downtrodden led by a one-armed... Like, like the proletariat yes, level. A down, like a not downtrodden like, uh, like class that like have straight class, up... Yeah. That's the thing is like Bellified or Bellafide and the Longcoats, they won't uh, like lower themselves to eating the food of beasts, which is like grain and stuff like that. It's they, they are necessarily like they, it's a necessity that their army is fueled upon meat so much so that they have a contingent of swine that they don't look at as like people and stuff. They are essentially just there to tend the farms to, uh, you know, produce, the feed for themselves almost so that they can be eaten to fuel the army. Like yeah. it's a really <laughs> weird and interesting, like take on the story. Have you I gotten... necessarily oh. like the main guy. It's not until you get into the common folk sort of storyline where you feel a little bit more relating to the characters plights and stuff like that, because they literally yeah. are just the, the class that's trodden like upon by everybody else. So the, 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 the interesting thing is that the and the common folk like these four factions that you named are like kind of like have these weird alliances and semi alliances mm-hmm. with each other because like the, the common folk align with the long coats the, the long coats team uh-huh. even though like you mentioned there's some there's maybe some double yeah edgedness to that it's, that side of things yeah it's almost like like, a... the, like when you play the actual gameplay I've seen gameplay of the game uh-huh. like. Even the even the lower class people have the pig farms. Yes, when it comes definitely. To the definitely. gameplay of the game. That's a th- yeah. It's 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 a definitely an an interesting world that they've built. I want to play deeper into it and see just what's how... the gameplay like. So the gameplay is a very much a streamline, like they said, a streamline RTS. Um, it kind of looked like Pikmin to me. I got a very Pikmin. The vibe the off. loop is oh. is that you play essentially as the leader of your army. But you're sort of the cursor, so you are the one that's... When you go over to a broken-down mill, you can claim it, and then you're building a mill around it, and then you can place farms down around it. Uh, Farms produce food, which allow you to have capital, which allows you to build warrens, which will build you the troops that make up your army. And when you have an army, you're basically giving them two types of commands, and that is... If you're holding down, uh, if you're playing it on a controller, if you're holding down the right trigger, you are rallying everybody to your spot and focusing fire on whatever you're looking at. They'll ignore everything else and go directly to your spot to to go uh, focus on, yeah, basically focus on what you're doing. Now, if you tap it, they will kill, at, like, they will attack everything in their way that's an enemy 
to get to that spot and then focus on whatever you like knocked your cursor on. Now with the left trigger, you can actually do both of those orders to specific armies. So like, for example, the, uh, the freight union are weasels that carry mortars on their back. And, uh, they're really good at staying at a safe distance to take out like, uh, uh, bullet nests, which are these like you mm-hmm. know machine gun encampments. All the units in this game look amazing, yes. and the art for them is so yeah, good. They're the great. Really the good. flavor text attached to them is great. Like they're the basic unit, kind of the Zerg unit. Uh, actually, the like lizards yeah, the, lizard are dudes. the nomads of the north. They are uh, lizards from the north who wear fur, so that their cold blood always runs hot, and they're really good at overwhelming and swarming guys then there's also that's not how that's not how cold blood works that's, with fern that's not necessarily <laughs> but then there's also uh there's also the the trench uh the trench gang and their flavor text essentially is like uh nobody nobody crosses the trench gang nobody well some people have tr- crossed the trench gang but only once, never again. Don't cross the trench game. <laughs> and they're chameleons that have clubs, and they, they're invisible. Yeah, they're they're units. invisible until they start attacking. So they're really good at like if you need to punch through some barbed wire, you get them up right on top of the barbed wire to punch through, and then you can flood all the rest of your army in. So it's it's a, there's like drunk squirrels. Yeah, the that drunk have squirrels like are the distillery brothers, hooch. and then yeah. there's the matriarch, which is a a giant owl that has a bunch of partially digested mice in her belly and she drops them onto targets like paratroopers it's like uh it, it's like the There's flavor a sniper fox yeah the, the the flavor text for the matriarch is great cuz it's like those who were unworthy for the army were sacrificed for the ma- to the matriarch but have another chance at glory if she like if she decides to spit them back up or something like that. It's it's a really f- kind of like weirdly sardonic game. It plays really neat. It takes a little while to to kind of grasp your hand like your head around like all right, I'm rallying everybody to this spot. Like what when do I want to ch- like make sure everybody just gets to the spot like post haste? When do I want them to like when do I want to drop a cursor on a target and then burrow back to a like to one of my mills and then uh like take another army over here when do i want these guys to stand back and have just these guys fire and that's cool it can get like kind of hectic it definitely gets very hectic because again you have to be right in all the action if you're like leading your armies because your character is also your cursor so it's it's fun it takes a little while to get used to. I think there's still some stuff that I haven't necessarily grasped uh, fully. And part of my problem, too, is that, like, um, in the the single-player missions, um, like, you can start to see stuff go sideways, and you just want to, like, restart, but there's no real quick way to restart. You kind of have to either mm. try to gut out, like, a win, which I have sometimes, or just let yourself die to replay the mission there's no real quick way to get back. Like you can go back to the hub world and then just select the mission again. But I wish it was just, uh, there was just a way to start mission. Yeah. To reload the mission. And maybe they do that because, um, additionally, all the single player missions are like, you will spawn in 
the maps I think are preset, but where you will spawn on the map is not. So you could start in a different position, like each. I've heard time. the randomly generated the maps. Oh, okay, sure, well then, I'm not, I'm not sure if they are not. Then even that it, makes so. sense. Then maybe maybe it's the maybe it's the the opposite. Then maybe you will always spawn in the same spot, but the maps are different. I don't know. I've I've had to replay missions a couple times, and they've definitely yeah, been very I, different. But one criticism I heard about that, although that obviously makes it you know a little bit more interesting maybe what you might say um the, the one thing i heard about that is that means that like you can totally like roll a bad position on a mission because like you, uh, the map is random or yes definitely. whatever and then and then you now you have a worse position yeah there, than there was you just re-roll it again and then maybe you get a better position kind of thing yeah in fact in the last time i played uh one of the missions i played was um kind of like a you have x amount of units to use and uh like you're not you're not building up you're not building mills and stuff. Essentially, you're what you were doing in that mission was going around to um, camps and freeing prisoners, and that would add more units to your army. But like at the very start, you had a very small band of people, and you had to kind of pick where you were gonna attack. And where they spawned me on the map was like in such a like terrible place to start that my very small group of guys kind of got picked off before I really understood what was going on in the map and I lost very quickly whereas the next time I spawned it was a little bit more of a calm area I could gather myself and proceed like regularly so I de can definitely see where that where that would uh be a negative but I'm really enjoying it it's definitely um it it's 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 a hectic fun game. I don't know how deep necessarily the the RTS mechanics go. I've definitely seen ha, built started building my own strategies to get past certain things, but um like in a multiplayer player versus player setting, which is also included in the game, I don't know how it would necessarily play, but I'm definitely willing to try cuz it's it's a fun game. I've seen I've seen some fun stuff with it, so yeah. That's cool. Uh, I really like the soundtrack too. So oh yeah, the soundtrack Shout is fantastic. This is the same people that made Monaco, by the way. Okay. No. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, saw so Austin Winter and he did the soundtrack for that as well. Oh, did oh yeah, he? they did do both. Yeah. Hmm. See, because yeah. I was gonna, because I was gonna say like, um, you know, I've had, I've heard a handful of Austin Wintery things, and he is very. He's very diverse. Like this doesn't sound mm -hmm. anything like a Journey or an Abzu or even the Monaco. This has a very distinct or the Banner Saga. Yeah, or or the Banner Saga. It has a very very distinct sound to it. Whereas like, yeah. I mean, as much as we we love them, we were talking about the other the other week, Grant Kirkhope, where you can kind of almost <laughs> immediately tell, tell that it's a Grant Kirkhope <laughs> track. It's true. Very true. All right. Well, that's all the video games that we played this week. Uh, which brings us to the news. The news. And the news. And the news. Uh, and that means um, let's go through these pretty quickly, cause all right, man. Uh, Removing YouTube links to Patreon. This just happened today, wasn't it, or yesterday? I it think this is very a recent. Pr pretty recent story. So. YouTube's there's been all sorts of strife going on between creators and, and YouTube. Like, the, YouTube has this ongoing partnership program that they're trying to push everyone, 
you know, towards, there's been what YouTubers have called the adpocalypse, where a bunch of their videos are getting demonetized because of the fact that they're not friendly to advertisers necessarily anymore. And now it seems like YouTube is removing links that, certain links that link off of the website at the end of people. Like, for example, links that lead to creators' Patreons, which... They've, yep. they've kind of made to supplement the fact that YouTube just doesn't make them that much money anymore. Well, I think the the thing about this is it's not anyone who... Uh, it's not, like, even people in the partnership program. Because if they're in the partnership program, now they'll be able to put external links. Yes. So it's kind of like... It's a way to kind of filter it's, out, like, the small it, people that have maybe put, like, just, you know racist videos or something like that or something some and, and also like links to maybe a phishing or spam yeah, or phishing or spam like websites like it's thing. all external links and that's just kind of like for anyone uh i think anyone under i think it's ten thousand views yeah ten thousand total views can't monetize so you can't so i think once you get past that then you can post up your patreon and all that stuff so i mean it sucks it's not the best way to do it but i don't know if it doesn't seem as bad as it could be it um, does. I I can see your your viewpoint, but it just it definitely does um, kind of discourage up and coming channels. You know, true. It's it's gonna be much more. Which some might say that's a good thing. That it's gonna be much more difficult to kind of become a big YouTube name now. Well, I think the thing is, is you mm-hmm. can become a big YouTube name. You just don't expect to make money off the f- like right away. You know, mm-hmm. it's just gonna take a little bit. Ten thousand views is over all videos. If you're really dedicated, that won't take too long. Like that, that, that won't be hard to hit. I don't think. Um, I know obviously we're we're okay in our spot with our um some of the videos we have, so we're not affected by this at all. But like I could, I I see what they're saying. That like maybe some guy is running, doing something else. Like maybe they uh make. Uh, visual art and they stream off Twitch most of the time but they want to archive their videos to YouTube but and they have a Patreon off their Twitch but then people might click on their YouTube and they can't go to that Patreon because maybe they just don't have as many views there but someone stumbles upon them like there's definitely ways this does yeah. hurt people but I, the, I don't know the, I don't... The, the partner program also doesn't require you to um doesn't require you to monetize apparently or anything like that. I'm not. Sure. I don't think it does. No, I mean we're in the partner program, uh, so like we have the option of cl- clicking our videos to allow it to monetize or not. And you know, if we do get a copyright claim or whatever, you can't monetize on that. You know, you still have your video up, but you can't make any money off of it. So I mean, it gives you options. You can also not monetize if you want and just go solely off Patreon. I guess now you'll be able to post links, which is still kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But. I I, under, I unfortunately understand why they're doing this, uh, and I I honestly just can't think of a better way to curtail the sort of you know trying to make advertisers happy by not posting weird stuff. Yeah, um, but still the monetization policy is still kind of up in the air and weird because now there's like different levels. There's like one that's like yellow or something. Yeah, now. I was reading, and the yellow version is like. Says you might have some weird content in here, so you might not get as much money or something like that. Please uh, let us know if it is, because we have a million videos all the time, and these are flagged by algorithms and not by real people. So if there's a mess up, please let us know. So I mean, it seems like they're trying, but I don't know. It, it's, it's it seems pretty rough. Rough stuff. 
this... especially because they, they especially because like a lot of things that YouTube does, they just did it without like telling their creators what was going to happen beforehand. Like think of like that's the the biggest thing for me is not that they did it, but more so that they just like don't they never tell anybody. And it's yeah, the same they with, just like, kind of. It's like can you think of like anything else like where, like if if like. Google was developing a new Android software, or Apple was developing a new iOS, and it's like, we're not going to tell developers who use our platform to, like, make apps and things like that. We're not going to tell them anything about what's in the new thing. Just going to, like, release it secretly. Like, today, it's out. All right, by the way, all your apps don't work. It's like, whoa, whoa, what? Like, that, well, like, that's, that's, that's totally that's, way different because it's not hurting it, people. It's, it's similar because, like, it's the not hurting no, because it's, this... it's not hurting people that have over 10,000 views. Because those people are already fine. If, no, 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 no. You have to still become a partner. You don't just be, you don't just automatically become a partner after ten thousand views. You have to still apply for it and that, get approved to be a YouTube partner. But I mean, it's pretty easy. It's pretty. It's not. Yeah. It's it's it's. But it, like what I'm saying is the they didn't warn anybody, right? It's the same thing. That's what I'm saying is it's it's not that you can't work around it. If Apple released new software and didn't tell anybody, developers would still be able to. Get, patch their things, but, but they wouldn't have the patches ready. They but I was going to say, everyone's already it. a partner, though. Like, post everyone is. Not every, not, not everybody's a partner. That's like, like, this affected a lot of people today. But like, Danny O'Dwyer is, runs, runs a huge uh, gaming documentary channel. Got all his links removed. Like, that's not every, And he's got way more than 10,000 views. Mm, he's true. not a partner already. Like, 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 people, lots of people lost their links today. Yeah, I guess that's true. From he, probably didn't, he, probably like, he probably never did it because he doesn't, he makes his money off the Patreon. Why would you need to? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, mm. you don't need to. If you, especially if you've got a Patreon link, you wouldn't need yeah, to. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's like, it. if you wanted to run your videos off of YouTube and not necessarily have those pre-roll or mid-roll ads or whatever because you are already making such a, you know, good, you want to cre- you create the content for your Patreon users or whatever. Yeah. Then there's no reason to add that sort of. Yeah. There's no reason to become a partner. But you know? now you kind of have to, since uh, YouTube's sort of still the only like a lot of people are saying no. T- we'll just everybody migrate to Twitch, but it's like that's not a no viable nah. solution. Twitch is, that's not that's a Twitch's viable discovery solution. system sucks. Like right it's, now. It's, it's not gonna work like that. Yeah. So, it's uh still the weird wild west out there in YouTube right now. It's the end of nothing sure. safe. The, the end of the days of of pirates on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> They're gonna uh, hang that act, little kid. Voice, oh my! Voice act. <laughs> voice actor strike is almost. Ending it looks like yeah. So there's been a re- there's been a tentative agreement between SAG-AFTRA and uh, I believe eleven companies, well eleven of the major companies mm. that because this wasn't actually uh uh like uh, this was a strike against specific I believe specific publishers. A, but like a lot of the big ones, yeah. Like Activision, Activision, Electronic EA, Arts, Take Two, yeah. Warner Bros. Interactive. So, um, and 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 the big sticking point for the main reason was that like, unlike that, like most game, most or most actors do not have any kind of like residuals if the game does well, which is different from how a lot of movie and TV show contracts and things mm-hmm. like that work out. Yeah, that was. And uh, that was... it sounds like they're not gonna get that. Based on this tentative agreement, at least. Indeed, it looks like. Um, let's see, what does it say? They are going to get extra compensation than they got before, but it's going to be based on the number of recording sessions the actor did, not the sales of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so it will be i mean i guess like, that that makes a lot of sense because that that does take a lot of time and you know you're it's your throat and all sure. that stuff but like yeah i mean they're, they're used the way people are paid in the video game industry is much different than other people from uh and there's also i guess there's also new um uh, levels of transparency because I think that initially a lot of people weren't even a lot of voice actors weren't actually even like certain aware of what, what they were recording were for on. sometimes yeah. when they would go into projects yeah. so now they're uh, required to disclose that as well as if the act where does it say what does this excerpt say uh, members are also protected by disclosure of whether they will be required to use unusual terminology profanity or racial slurs, whether there will be content of a sexual or violent nature, and whether stunts will be required. Hmm. Yeah. And also, another big thing was, like, vocal stress. Mm. Yeah. That, like, they are, like, wrecking their voices to do weird voices for games. And lots of screaming, lots of grunts. Yeah, and not getting commentating for that. Um, that is also a thing that they did not seem to secure their... Um, the deal contains an employer commitment to continue working with SAG-AFTRA on the issue. Yeah, one That's of the... not very clear, or... One of the things that, um, I think the Bombcasts were talking about this, though, was, like, as much as, you know, obviously you want people to be paid for, you know, the work they do and be compensated for, you know, the success of something, but this all... But... If this were to, like, if they were to get essentially everything that they asked for, it would kind of almost open up a can of worms in the games industry as a whole because you have development huh. teams that aren't that aren't necessarily being paid residuals yep. for the success of yep. the games that they're creating uh-huh. either, and are yeah. oftentimes put under much greater stress for the yeah. success of a game than you know. An, an actor is, and again, it's not to discount their struggles as a whole either, but it's just, you know, gaming industry's kind of broken in a lot of ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that the guys at Waypoint have been very clear, and I agree with them 100% of yes and go on. Like, exactly. Exactly. Like, the, like why should we let the companies win on this one? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh yeah. You're right. Everyone in the game industry is kind of treated like shit. Maybe that should change too. Like it's like why not let that steamroll? It mm-hmm. should steamroll because like because like things like crunch, things like developers working like fifteen hour days, seven days a week is insane, and they don't have a union, mm-hmm. and they should. In on in all honesty, at least at least you could think and say about the voice actors that they do have a union. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can go um, on strike like this. There's, there's no. Other. Yeah, yeah, and so one hundred percent, like just because. Like these voice actors should be should be paid what they're worth, but that shouldn't it should not be a the stopping point shouldn't be like well nobody else is paid what they're worth either so they shouldn't be yeah. either it's like no how about everyone's paid what they're worth mm-hmm. totally <laughs> the, it's, it's like and that's why the companies don't want this to steamroll and they want this to be I'm just uh, I'm just kind of a little bit like I read this news and I go like mm, sag you didn't really. I guess you didn't really fight as hard. I mean, who knows? Maybe the members wanted this. Maybe this was, maybe this is good enough for the members of SAG. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I can't speak for them, but like it feels like this doesn't really feel like a very strong stance on the 
on the SAG side of things. Mm-hmm. Like they, they kind of got a few things, but it was not what they wanted. None of the things they wanted and half of the things they wanted aren't even on the list at all. Like they're just kind of like, we'll continue working on this. It's like, okay, well, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a, a fucked situation as a whole. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely that I feel like video games as an industry has a little bit more, growing up to do and because i feel like a lot of execs and stuff are still in that mindset of like as as a lot of execs for a lot of companies are are still in that mindset of you know well the the these people are they're they're doing what their dream was they're getting to work on video games they should just be they should be happy with what they're you know what they're doing and the work that they're putting on have the satisfaction of having their their games be created or whatever but it's just like this is a fucking job man and it's it's making tens of millions and hundreds of millions of dollars yeah for the ceos CEOs, yeah so yeah a hundred percent the darker side of Of game development of unless you're that's why you go in the game man F the system. Then you just try it out on your own. Uh, yeah. and, then, and then lose yeah, your house because exactly, you didn't sell well enough. Yep. <laughs> in, well, fa- yeah. in fact, we'll just kind of parlay this into just a quick mention of, I guess, um, after the release of Agents of Mayhem didn't necessarily go all that well. Uh, Volition's uh, been hit with some pretty big layoffs. So, yeah. Uh, 30 staffers, including the studio, a studio GM are out yeah. after Agents of Mayhem. So, yeah, I had heard that game didn't necessarily... probably didn't do very well uh, financially and definitely critically was not well-received, so... Um, yeah, I mean, they've also released uh, Get Out of Hell, yeah. which was also not a great game either. Um, so yeah. they kind of... I guess, like, they had one chance to, uh, you know... Uh, got out of hell, and then Angels of Mayhem didn't it, do it. So it's so Deep weird Silvers. how it's so weird how like you know these kind of me- these sort of me- medium sized studios things can just flip so quickly. Like you know, er- a few years ago, everyone was lauding you know all the Saints Rogues, all the Saints Row games, and then it's like a couple of couple of bombs, and now it looks like the studio's not doing as well as. Yeah, yeah, and I it. think also that a lot of the people, the writers behind all of those really famous games, aren't in the studio anymore. You know, they've moved on to other projects and stuff like that. So, that's... I think that's kind of noticeable in in some of their talent that they that they have is no longer there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another real quick mention. Uh, I don't know if you guys had no- had seen this. I guess. Um, uh, who was he in the? Uh, okay, mm-hmm. so uh, Monolith Productions producer uh, Michael Forgy, I hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly, Michael Forgy, uh, I guess died during the development of Shadow of War, and oh, wow. to honor him, uh, WB was going to put out or you know, oh, yeah. Monolith was gonna put out DLC with this character, uh, Forthog, the Orc Slayer, in it. Um, okay. In which, uh, 
you know, supposedly the the three dollars and excuse me, uh, three dollars and fifty cents of the DLC price, which was sold at five, would go mm-hmm. to the family. Uh, okay. And but there was some kind of really big like question marks of why all the proceeds weren't going to the family. Certain states were saying that, like, well, we can't actually make donations that way, and so all of our money isn't going to the, like, literally all four ninety nine of the proceeds wasn't going to it, or it was very difficult to track, and so there was a lot of backlash in terms of, like, this thing that was supposed to be a tribute being sold, and it wasn't necessarily all in benefits of the family, who's, you know, the dude. Right. So, uh, WB has since, I believe, uh, gone back on that. They're going to release the DLC, I believe, for free. And they're going to announce a donation at a Also, that game has a ton time. of DLC at this point. That game has so much DLC, and it's not even out yet. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who bought it already will receive a refund, and they'll be making a donation directly to the 4G family, uh, I guess, at a later date. So, yeah. It's a weird business. I wonder why they. I, I just through. don't know why they weren't able to donate the whole thing. I don't know. Like, like and, why they take such a big and cut. And again, it's there were a number weird. of territories where there was, like, an odd thing in terms of, like, well, wait, we know, like, <laughs> our regulations, if you do, if you purchase this, we know for a fact that it it can't be taken as a donation. So, mm-hmm. like, where is that five bucks going? Like, is that just all yeah. going to the studio? I mean, I feel like yeah. I, I think the thing, that, I think the thing too is that like whenever you're talking about like international yeah exactly stuff like you can't like I'll tell you this they don't want to move their money into the U S because it will get taxed mm-hmm. so they're gonna keep that money in Europe or in Australia or in Japan or wherever they're selling the game you know what I mean they're not gonna move that around cross uh-huh. borders cause, so that's probably part of it and, but it's and that still comes off as scuzzy you don't yeah and I would like to think that. See, I would like to think that, like, this was just stuff that they hadn't necessarily considered and that it was all done with the best intentions. But, I don't know, this, uh... As a whole, with the weird DLC models that have been set up for Shadow of War currently and just how much of that game seems to be being sold outside of the $60 that the game, like, costs... costs, it just feel it just feel, I think a lot of people agreed that it just didn't feel right like it didn't feel good yeah yeah I think that it's good they're releasing it for free and donating directly that is just a better option mm-hmm. uh hey guys ready to play more Skyrim I love it uh, I never no. stopped playing it so seven years ago or uh, whenever it came out weirdly enough Skyrim is introduced I mean I guess the game is coming out on Switch so like. I guess yeah. they're introducing a new mode to, like, I guess they assume that there's just still a huge player base there for Skyrim, which, hey, I haven't checked the numbers. Maybe there is. Um, Maybe. On PC, there definitely is, but, I think, but, mainly, but mainly because of, of mods, mods and such. Of mods and stuff. Well, yeah. regardless, there is now going to be a survival mode uh, introduced into all special editions of 
Skyrim, I believe if you have the standard PC edition, you can obtain it for some kind of cost. I'm not sure. But either way, this is Skyrim where you can get hungry, where you can run <gasps> out, hungry. where you can like get fatigued and you need seeps, where you can't go swimming in the, all the frozen lakes and stuff of Skyrim, you know, just without like almost freezing to death, where you have to wear warm clothes if you're going up in the mountains of Skyrim and stuffs. Uh, mm. So yeah, uh, actually, to me. This sounds like kind of what I wanted Skyrim to be in the first place. Yeah. But also, I'm not going to go back and play Skyrim at this point. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. is like part of my problem with these Elder Scrolls games, specifically Skyrim, is just that there's no real element of, like, danger. You're in this open world with all these crazy, quote-unquote, dangerous settings, and you're, you know, exploring all this stuff. But it's not that's, like that's funny because this is like not what I wanted. I mean, not that I really like Skyrim yeah. that much as it is, but like this is like not at all. See, no. it's like, like car- carry weight is significantly reduced. No, that's that game, the one I already thing on there things. that that's like, the thing. One thing on there that I'm like that's worse. But also, <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Let's let's run with that. But it's weird that this is also kind of being introduced at around the same time as like the switch version is coming out because it's a lot of stuff like breath of the wild. I feel like in terms of Mm. braving the elements and, uh, you know, cooking food, restoring more health than uncooked food and restoring more hunger than uncooked food and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just weird. Why is this game still like a thing that is continuing to be, pushed i don't know i don't know it's weird i don't know it's because it's easy to port over probably at this point and it still sells really well that's the answer to that question this last one we can just talk about during the uh, next segment okay trailer trash there you go i'm a dracula get her done (laughs) i'm a dracula okay He's Dracula now. now but, um, yeah, go, get your tickets to Denny California Adventures. See me around town. I'm a Dracula. Uh, that's that's what that's referenced to. Hmm. Alrighty, we watched some trailers. Uh, I guess we'll start with where we left off. I'll just reorder these for a second. Swearies, Sweary 65's The Good Life. Yes. Now has now with a hundred. With two hundred percent more dogs. Two hundred percent. You can't. Two hundred. You can get the good life dog version or the good life cat version. Yes. If you want. If you were like this. Also, ga- this game is also another Twin Peaks thing of like this person a comes to small town and a, and a woman was murdered. Yeah, yeah. it's always a murder. Investigate and it's the like mystery. It's like a quirky town where everybody's weird. Got weird over top personality stuffs going on. People are weird. Uh, also, also, it's in Britain. Yeah, it's in Britain. It didn't. It didn't feel like it was in Britain. But it didn't. I'll believe. Uh, but because they're speaking Japanese, that didn't. That definitely. Uh, I bet that definitely threw it off. I think they would probably have English voice yeah, no, actors. Totally certainly, be successful. certainly. Um, Here's the problem. This game is probably not gonna make it. It's it's money. Yeah, it, it has about. It's got like two weeks left. It's got, like, yeah, 13 days left or something like that, and it's got, like, it's, like, not even a quarter of the way there. Yeah, so unless yeah. Swery gets some big uh, investors, it 
I don't know if it's gonna make it. I don't know, mate. I feel like this is almost like Swery being like, oh no, not enough people like cats. I will put dog version out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, with, the amount of, with the amount of time this took to, to make, though, I'm sure this is already. Yeah, Something probably. Was thinking no, about but, at the very but least, it, was, but it definitely feels like it definitely feels like a oh man, we need to get more support for this game yeah. kind of thing. It was also just kind of weird because this was actually something I was thinking about early, like earlier. Like, man, everybody becomes a cat in the town. Like, what if you just don't like cats? You're not gonna want to play this game. Nah, I, I still would have played it. I, I'm not really a cat person at all, but I I still would have played it. Me. Um, <laughs> but now, but now I get dog version if it came out. I don't it know. Comes out. I like them kids. I, I mean, this game seems neat. It, 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 it's got like a weird art style for sure, and it, it and it's gonna have that jank, I'm sure, because it's a sweary game. But like, I would totally still be interested in buying this game once it actually is released. The problem is that I'm just not into kickstarting stuff these days. Well, good because uh, it's, no, it's on Fig. Fig, it's bro. Fig. fig. Well, it's whatever. It's the same. Basically. Fig, 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 fig. Delicious. I I really hope it does get made, but I I'm not hopeful for this fig. To finish getting ripe successfully, yeah. What do you guys think of the trailer itself, though? Uh, it's fine. I think that seems neat. I think the art. It seems cool. Really it cool. seems. It's and it seems cool that the actual gameplay is going to change between the dog and the cat versions because the cat like is like walking on the roofs and doing jumping stuff up there, and the dog's like chasing sheep and you know, running around the ground. Yeah, I wonder and... if it actually will be that much different. I don't know, but it seems. That seems like a cool, at least that it's going to try to be different. It seems cool. Yeah. For sure. I don't know. We'll see how, we'll see how it goes. We probably won't, though, because probably won't get made. Oh, you're probably right. Uh, but you know what game is going to be made and has been long awaited? Red Dead Redemption 2. Woo, yeah, baby. Redder, Deader, and Redemptioner. Yeah. You know what? I I have, I take... You know what? I take Umbrage with this title. Because Red Dead Redemption was... Yes, it's already a sequel to Red Dead Revolver. A sequel to, yeah, Red Dead Revolver. And Red Dead Redemption was about a redemption story of John Marston. Hey, and this one Mark- doesn't marketing. seem like it's gonna be marketing. that. They could have called it Mark- Red Dead marketing. something else with the RE marketing. though. Marketing, no, because that's not immediately recognizable. That's not as immediately recognizable. Red Dead Relish. Red <laughs> Dead <laughs> Relish, mm, delicious. Red Dead. Red, Red Dead Revolution. Red Dead Revelator. Exerd. Mm, sign. That's a good one. Sign. Dash. <laughs> Dash ultra ultra uh, no uh, it yes I agree I would think it'd be cooler if they did that but no it's marketing yeah you're probably right uh, also here's the thing guys did they like did they like finish making Grand Theft Auto and like release it and Grand Theft Auto Five that is and go like man everyone loved Trevor everyone loved how evil he was that was like everyone's favorite character. Guess we'll do another character like him because this character seems very much like. Yeah, J- John Marston had like elements of him that felt sympathetic. This guy just seems like an asshole. I'm I'm an outlaw and I'm gonna kill murder people. That is, yeah. I think that I think you nailed. I think you nailed it there. Like initially, I wasn't uh, when I was watching the trailer. Like I didn't pick up 
initially that you were playing as that guy because he seemed like such an asshole that it's like, oh, yeah. he's a bad guy. Or he's like one of those weird side characters you meet and he's like the asshole guy. But it's like, no, that's who you are. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, I, I want to be that guy. Yeah, maybe he'll be an really interesting character. Who knows? But like, maybe, maybe. I'm sure. I mean, being Rockstar, I'm sure he'll be like decently well written. Yeah. But like, I just, I was really hoping that like when I heard this game was announced, and I don't know why I assumed this, but I just kind of like I was like, oh, cool. Like, I can't wait for to see what they're what the cool new take they're gonna have is. And it's just like, no, nah, it's a western. It definitely. Yeah. You're playing. You're playing, you're playing as an outlaw, mm-hmm. and you and it's. And you're ruthless, and it's a western. Yeah, it definitely like, like, looks like in the trailer. Which I mean, I guess you could say that about GTA games. Although I feel like they came out far enough apart that it's like, oh man, look how much better it looks now, or whatever. But like, there wasn't anything in this trailer that was like, oh man, you can do this now, or like this is a thing. It looks now. very pretty. It, it looks very pretty. It looks pretty, but I feel like Red Dead. Redemption did a lot with its engine as well. Like that, yeah, sure. At the time, I mean, Rockstar's good at that. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I it, it's got it. the same level of yeah, it's got the same level of polish and quality for sure. But and I'll probably yeah, like I said I'll probably play it. It'll probably play very well. Um. But if the it character, just, it just looks if fine. If that's the main character, I'm not. I'm, I've really, man, I really wish I could have gone to something more interesting than that. Yeah, for sure. Fragments of Him. This game... This game reminded me, Ethan, of a game that I have never played called That Dragon Cancer. Yeah, I kind of got the same... Speak to me about that. Is that that close? Am I close on that one? You're close. The animation... uh, It it seems like they're going... Like, That Dragon Cancer, they knew what they're going for with, like, a smaller scale of things. This seemed a little bit jankier in a lot of ways. I felt like they tried to put more details into it, and it's like, uh, the more details you put, the harder it is to make it look realistic, unless you spend, like, a huge budget on it. So if you're telling, like, this kind of small story, maybe it's better to not make it a little more stylized. Or just make it more right. stylized, so... I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of had those vibes of, like, this is a very personal story, and very sad, and very, you know, very intimate, and all that sort of good stuff, but, like... I don't know. It the way it was written or the way the animations and stuff really kind of took me out of it. That was what I was going to say is that like I felt like the the man like the the pol- the polygonal mannequins were not living up to their end of like this very heartfelt narration that was playing over the top of the, yeah. of the trailer. Yeah, I mean like it was very clearly in the style of what the game was it was going for this minimalist kind of look, like a lot of white backgrounds. Totally, but I just very flat colors. I don't know. It just felt le- It felt more. It felt more cheap than like an art style. Like I guess maybe the way like like Amber or somebody else would look at uh, Absolver and be like, that game has shitty graphics. And I look at it, and I'm like, no, that was like the style that they were going for, or whatever. Like I look at this, and I'm just like, that looks like a shitty like shitty graphics yeah and like the shitty art style but i don't know i don't know i mean yeah i mean it's definitely going for the story focus isn't it? it this seems like a very personal story it's probably a story the developer themselves is either you know like maybe not like maybe not based on a true story but maybe like a very much like something they've been through before or something like that totally. it's very much like 
I mean, it says it in the it says it in the description of this trailer, so it's not a spoiler. But like a, a character dies, and you're looking at four different characters' looks at that character's life and what they thought of him. Yeah, and I've heard about this game for a while. Um, so. Yeah, definitely. Um, Seems like an interesting premise, but I don't. I'm curious to see how it kind of plays out. You know? Yeah, like I, I don't know. I feel like if I could experience this story with fewer of the animated peoples, like it would be a thing that I would prefer to do than what is what what the game is presenting. But mm-hmm. what what are you gonna do? What are you going to do? Well, we're going to move on to Code Vein. Code Gameplay trailer from TGS. TGS. So, this game is anime. Yeah, it's very anime. Say, so if you anime Dark Co- Souls. Yeah, if you forgot what Code Vein was, this was the game that was teased with the prepare to dine thing. A lot of people were like, oh, is it Bloodborne 2? Is it Dark Souls spin-off different thing? New, new thing from and Dark Souls? The answer it's like, is, no, it's a completely no, different studio. Those. It's a different studio. It is Bandai Namco, I believe. Or Namco yes. Bandai, whatever they're calling themselves. Uh, but it is a different studio. This is hella anime, but it still seems to have the mechanics of, like, a Dark Souls game? Yeah, although it has way more story and cutscenes and, like, anime characters going, oh, oh, The blood beads! And then there's also, like, they didn't show as many enemies. It seemed like the enemy type looked like it was mostly the same kind of race of enemies so maybe there's less variation there who knows i don't know i don't know like i'm also it was just like at the end of the trailer it was like revealed that the beginning of the trailer was the thing that you saw the beginning of the trailer was the thing at the end of the trailer and it's like yeah it's like crazy and everyone had very anime faces with lots of like scars and like accessories and buckles (laughs) gotta have the buckles there was a lot of buckles there was a lot of technology that the people were wearing that it wasn't very obvious what it was. It did, what it but did. it looked really it cool. Was, yeah, it was real cool, man. Um, you, have you guys have you guys watched Neo Yokio yet? I have not. Mm-hmm. I've heard nope. I've heard weirdly mixed things about it, but then like I've seen some shots and seen some clips that I'm like, this looks like it could be all right. But it's pretty good. It's, it's I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm gonna sit here and say like, oh, you're gonna be like be cracking up the entire time you're watching it or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's I don't think it's that kind of show though. It's just much more dry mm-hmm. than that. It's good though. It reminds this, this, this when watching this, I was like, anime stuff is is funny. <laughs> it's it's just so silly. It's anime so silly, silly. Uh, but yeah, this was this. This game does not deserve the big toll broom. I I was more interested in this game. This was trailer did not hit the points of the game that I'm interested in. Even though it totes itself as a gameplay trailer, it was a lot of anime. Uh, navel gazing and stuff rather than showing me the goods the cool stuff show me the cool stuff like hob 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 <laughs> hob was pretty cool hob's that game from uh the game creators of torchlight 2 uh runic yes. and torchlight 1 <laughs> torchlight 1 runic yeah they haven't made a game since then so this has been a long time coming it's been a while it's like 2012, 2012, yeah, 2012, right? 2012, yep, 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 yep. And weirdly, it is not another, like, loot-driven dungeon crawler. It's a different type of game. It's like a... Platformer. Like a, a platformer isometric Zelda platformer thing. Zelda thing. 
going on where you play as a little man with a big robot arm or a big weird arm. Mm-hmm. And he does stuff. He hits things yep. with a sword. And then you have, like, a robot friend that is with you. Yeah, and he does stuff, too, apparently. I don't know. It looks cool. Like, the art. this is art style that I really liked. Um... Yeah, I mean, it kind of was reminiscent of Torchlight in certain ways. Of yeah, the way, it's like, very things were similar. Built. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. one the thing art I'm... style art style was similar as well, but not again, not exactly, but similar. Yeah, it, it's I don't know. There's not much to say about this. It looks like a neat little platformer. I don't know if I'll play it. It looks kind of neat, but uh... I've heard pretty good things so far. Yeah, yeah, um, Hob. Yeah, Hob. Hob. All right, raw. Data or data or whatever you want to call it. Data daughter. Data. Raw daughter is a different thing. Raw oh god. This is a game that's already <laughs> been out for a bit and now it's on PSVR. Yes. It's a it's a VR game where you shoot robots and you teleport around. Dude, I've never also, seen one of those. I want to play it. You shoot also you robots. can flip flip your gun hey. from one hand to the other. Hey, what? That was what sold me. That guy, he shot with the shotgun with his left hand, and then he threw it in the, the air and grabbed it, and then shot it with his other hand. And I'm just like, the future of games is here and now. One might say right here, right now. Oh, right here. Right now. Right here. Right now. Right, now. right here, right, right now. Here. Right now. Uh, yeah, this was, this was whatever. Feel really like, fun. I it feel looks, like there's looks, there's a ceiling. It looks like I have more story than it, than most other VR games I've seen. Yeah, so. but I'm saying like I feel like there's a ceiling on what people are figuring out what to do with VR, and it is shoot shoot robots or shoot, shoot the robots other, other kinds of dim-witted enemies, which in the end isn't that video games. Isn't that all video games? Isn't just shooting things? No, it's not all video games, Ricardo. I dare you to think differently. What? What if you had a game where you didn't fight enemies, you played golf? Okay, so Tiger Woods PGA Tour. Yes, but what if you? But what if you had? But what if you had a character with a storyline? Okay, and you leveled up. So Tiger Woods. You got new golf clubs, and you traveled through town, and you went to different lands. And then you talked to people, and you got side quests. That and then sounds... you played mini golf, and then you played mm-hmm. frisbee golf, and then you mm-hmm. uh, tell me more. Uh, and, then, and then you were like shooting robots with golf clubs, and then you were like, there's like skeletons at one point, and you got to hit a golf ball in a, with a crab, and then you got a, a there's drone a part with where, like, the like a golf ball. There's like a remote control car, and you blew up a boat with a golf ball. That what I'm would sound like you're. Full of shit. That <laughs> is golf story for what? Switch. Switch for Switch. Man. I think it's out on PC as well, but it's also on Switch, which Probably. sounds awesome. That seems like yeah. the perfect game for that sort of thing. That's this is a pretty good game for Switch. All the kids, all the all the fun games are coming out for that Switch. All the kids love it. The kids, all the kids love the Switch. The... Um. Yeah, this game seems pretty good. This seemed really neat. Like it's, I always love when they do alternative takes on like sports, like games. RPGs yeah. or sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, thinking about like that. Pyre, like like Pyre. Like Pyre, there you go. Pyre's great. There was also uh, 
There's an old baseball game on PS2 that I liked called uh, MLB Power Pro. I guess it was based on a, a Japanese series. And the most of the single-player story mode was you were playing like as a as the little baseball mans and you had to kind of come up and do training and stuff but there was like a weird social aspect to it and it was just fun because it's like this isn't all just the same thing this is mm-hmm. this is you get to switch it up i think that's the thing is you need some progression right yeah 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 because even like even as much as i liked madden last year it's like i'm playing this season was there do uh you just, just keep play playing. the next game. You just keep playing the next game. Maybe sometimes yeah. this guy will be like, hey, if you want me to play next season, you got to give me more money. And then I look and I say, do I have the money? I guess. Whatever. Fuck it. It's not really <laughs> my money. Just take this money. I want you to play on my team. And he's like, cool. I will play on your team. But not yep. this. This you looks like fun times. I want to yeah, play it. This game, this game seems cool, Fun and I'm interested times too. with frisbee golf. I'm very interested in this. Game. Have any of you guys played frisbee golf? Yeah, I've no. never played it. No, I played it. Huh. It's fun. Huh. Hmm. I'm I'm not very good at golf, and so are you good that's at? Fr- nice. But it doesn't matter. Are you good at frisbee? Nope. Oh, so well I don't like that either. God damn. <laughs> no, I it's it's fine, but I'm. Um, it's definitely easier to be good at frisbee than it is to be good at frisbee golf. I'll say that. Or is it to be good at sorry, it's to be good at frisbee than it is to be good at golfing. I uh, see. Golfing is harder to do than frisbee. Yes, I would probably agree, as I've only been to a driving range a couple of times, and it was kind of difficult. Yeah, I've never done straight. any of that. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Hmm. That's it. That's all the trailers. What wins? What wins? I a weird like mishmash this week. I like Golf Story. I think I Golf Story is the one. Golf Story is the one that maybe sold me the most on the game. I think I think I'm gonna have to go with you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would have to say Golf Story. I feel like none of these other trailers like did anything that I was like, oh, that's that's really cool. And then this one came at the end, and I was like, that's that's it. That's the one. That's even cooler. Not Red Dead Redemption. Get no, out not of Red Dead. Get out of here, Red Dead. No. No. We're sick of you. All right. Well, that's the winner then. Golf Story. Golf Story. Bold it. Italicize it, it or whatever you do. Ethan's job is to do that. And my job is to talk about the end of the episode, which is to say thank you for listening and check us out on our iTunes page and subscribe there if you wouldn't mind. Um, we have a Twitter and we have a Facebook page. Our Twitter is pixel underscore legends. And we have a website as well. It's pixellegends.com. There isn't as much new stuff on it right now, but you can listen to all the podcasts on there. You can get the RSS feed, get links to the Twitter, the Instagram. We don't have an Instagram, but if we did, it'd be on there. And our iTunes page and all that stuff. So check us out. We appreciate it for listening. Um, what else is there to say? Not much. Go buy, go support the good life, or swear won't get to go make a new game ever. I'm sure I'll ever ag- again for the rest of his life. Um, oh, also, I just looked at Steam, and Total Warhammer Two is out now. That's pretty cool. I want to check that game out. 
I got there's too many games. Too many games. I know. There's I was looking at that. And I'm like, games. Ooh, that looks good. That game looks really good. Yeah, I've been wanting that games. for a while, and it's got very good reviews by all these from all these notable notable publications. I know. And Cuphead comes out tomorrow. Who knows? Cuphead. Com- oh, Cuphead. Amber Dude, and I are Cuphead's really actually Cuphead. out. That game's it's actually out. It's coming out tomorrow. It's coming out tomorrow. That's crazy. Also, there's a super giant collection. I already have all the super giant games, but if you don't have all the super giant games, you can get them in a bundle for seventy five percent off right now. All of them? Pyre's even like crazy. Pyre? Yeah, even Pyre. But I don't think Pyre's only. I think Pyre's only twenty five percent off. Pyre's twenty five, but you get the bundle for. Uh, you get the bundle with all the soundtracks, I think, as well for like, ch- like cheaper if you do that. Yeah. So it's, it's a good R- deal. Runer's out. Runer looks cool. Runer does look cool. There's too many good games. Obviously, I'm, 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 Tooth and Honestly, tail. I'm not excited. It's, yeah, I'm not excited. I want to get Tooth and Tail. I'm not, I'm not even excited for the, the big games right now. Like, yeah. I don't really care about Shadow of Mordor. Mario Odyssey is the only game that I am looking forward Same. to. It's like a big release. Everything else is. Everything else can go to the wayside because when Mario comes through, he's going to do some crazy. I got that Mario Rabbids game. I got to play that. So I'm touched. Oh, up. you got it? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! Yeah, and, uh, see my dab and, I got the, my dab and Luigi. Got to get him in that there. dab and Luigi. Alrighty, well, we will see you all next week. Thank you very much for listening, Ricardo. Play us out. To play us out? What does that mean? To play us out? Look, gonna, you know what? Just I'll just I'll write it, no, and we'll do it live. Okay? Okay. We'll do well, it live. Okay. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs>